everyone, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life, and I want to welcome you to episode 38 of Lemon Live, where the patients get to interview the guests. And today we are joined by a very special guest. We're joined by Matthew, a leg link discrepancy patient. What's up, Matthew? How are you doing? I'm doing very, very good. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I know on the channel I tend to really talk a lot about stature lengthening, but this this hits home because I had a leg length discrepancy. So I think it's really important that we, you know, you know, interview you, talk about your story, your experience, because there's a lot of patients with uh, a leg length discrepancy out there. So you ready to get to it? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> okay, cool, man. So we may have one other guest join us a little later, but I'm not sure. But anyway. I have a few questions for you to kind of start it all off. And um, the first one, I want to kind of set some context. So um, a leg length discrepancy is basically when you have one leg that's shorter than the other one, um, and it can be due to either a congenital reason, meaning from birth, you had it from, you know, we, we were born, and then traumatic, meaning that you had it because of an accident. So Matthew, can you tell us about your leg length discrepancy? How did it happen? Was it from birth or was it from an accident? Uh, yeah, so great question. So um, I think I started when I was, so I think it was from birth. So I actually was born with like spina bifida, okay. right? That's a condition that basically all I know is your spinal cord is like attached to your like um, your pelvis and it's stuck there. And um, basically the nerves, I mean like the nerves and the spinal cord and just some things all over your body can be affected so basically what happened was as i grew there was a discrepancy that continuously got bigger okay. so i think it was very small when i was like six or seven years old but as i got you know older and when i hit puberty of course it just the difference drastically gotcha and what was the i guess the leg length discrepancy at the very end like what what was your ending result yeah so Actually, I'm not a hundred percent sure because interesting story, interesting fact. Literally in a week, um, the surgeon's gonna make the final decision to see if we have to pull back a little bit. Interesting. Um, pull back from the length because he, I think I might have, they might have lengthened too long. So originally thought it was about one inch. So that's not horrific, but it's definitely noticeable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And did the surgeon? But you know, yeah, as yeah. time went on. Yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, and it was just, yeah, it was like about an inch, but it turned out to be a little more than an inch. So I, if I'm going to be very honest, it was probably about an inch and a half to an inch and three quarters. That's right around where I had mine, uh, about four centimeters, yeah. And um, did he, did the surgeon yeah. use something called a multiplier method to kind of figure out how much the discrepancy would be when you're finished growing? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think they even told, maybe they did. I probably didn't pay attention. I'm not sure. <laughs> gotcha. That's cool, man. And just for context here, let's talk about your age. Cause you're one of the younger patients that we've had on here, uh, from either, you know, limb lengthening in general or just that, um, limb length discrepancy. How old are you, Matthew? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. No, no. I mean, how, how old are you? Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I am 16 now. 16, so you're a young guy. So the funny thing is is that a lot of times, do you know if you're done growing yet? Uh, yeah, so they took the growth plates, um, took pictures of my growth plates to make sure I was done right where, uh, right by the knee, by the end of the tibia. Mm -hmm. And 
the doctor said, yeah, I'm fully grown, basically. Gotcha. They checked the epicondyl. Okay, gotcha. Um, so we actually have, you know, some people in the chat. Uh, yeah, somebody who had a leg length discrepancy from the Facebook group. I have a feeling I know who that is. But anyway, um, so cool. I'm going to keep going on with the interview here. Um, what type of pain and problems did you have with your leg length discrepancy? An inch and a half is a lot. People don't realize that, especially for young guys who are, you know, very active, they're in sports, whatnot. What, how did it bother you? Yeah, so that's actually, it's very interesting. So I wouldn't say so much pain, but just there were a lot of things that I was limited in. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So first thing first, first things first, the most basic one I would say is like when I used to walk around, like I used to have, have like a, um, they call it like a limp. So I couldn't walk like normal. Like people would think like, I, I don't know, I sprained my ankle or my knee. I had a knee problem or something or I had a foot problem. And yeah, and honestly, it was kind of annoying explaining. But that's basically the biggest thing I would say is I just simply couldn't walk normally. And on top of that, so I've actually followed you up and I've noticed that you're really into, I don't know if you're still doing this, but um, I know you're into bodybuilding a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. So I've had my fair share of just, you know, first of all, my right calf is another inch and a half bigger, yep. like in circumference. So that, that's a difference. And it might not sound like a big difference, but if I were to show you guys, it would be like hard. It, well, now it's a little better, but it was about an inch and a half of difference. And on top of that, just I feel like I wasn't as strong as I could have been. Uh-huh. Not because I had, um, you know, I was unilateral. My force wasn't equally distributed so for example like i noticed when i tried to like whatever do a certain exercise like my knees would cave in yep. no matter how hard i tried because of the discrepancy 100 percent. you are so i had that yeah so every time i tried doing squats deadlifts whatever no matter how like correct i tried to make my form it was still there like there was nothing you could do about because it was an anatomical issue not like a form or a muscle problem spoken like a true champion man like you're bringing back so many memories for me matthew and it's almost painful memories because i remember exactly what you're going through squats deadlifts lunge everything that you did bilaterally was affected i mean one leg being taller you would get that kind of that knock knee effect where like you would squat yeah get them and kind of have a little bit of a bow leg uh varus effect and it was just so you know painful and annoying because it's like you're trying to build this you know, symmetrical physique or, you know, have some sort of like, you know, good physique and then you can't do it because of the the discrepancy. Um, So we are in the same boat there. Very, very cool. Um, Now I want to ask you about, did you manage your discrepancy with shoe lifts or shoe builds? You know, like when they build up the bottom of the sole. Um, I did it after a long time. I found out about it. Did you do that? Yeah. So thank God, you know, since I regularly visited an orthopedic surgeon, because I also have scoliosis, which I'll get to very soon. Yeah. Um, I regularly visited him. They also were able to take x-rays of the bone to see the difference. And every, like, year or so, they would prescribe me new shoe lifts. So my most recent shoe lift, it was probably, like, maybe three-quarters of an inch higher mm-hmm. than the right one. So that helped. I'm not denying that at all. But it wasn't good enough. And it was still present because – I think it was because it was only the back. So I was basically walking like on high heels on that leg and the right leg was fine. So it was kind 
kind of weird because the back was lifted, but the front part was flat. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like walking high heel. That's what I would like to call it on my left side. And my right one was fine, of course, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes, I did the same thing. Then I did transfer from the shoe insole, like what you're talking about, to the shoe build with, like I actually found a shoemaker, um, there's two really good companies and I'll mention them, I'll actually probably post their links below the video later, but um, basically they'll take the shoe and they'll build up the sole so you don't have that effect. It's still like a normal shoe and your leg is lifted. That helps a lot, but I mean, you're so young, an inch and a half is a lot, why not get limb lengthening done? So tell us about how you came across limb lengthening, the surgery that can fix your problem forever. How did you find out about it? Yeah, so basically, yeah, it was great. So I could have either had the, um, the external fixator um, for my tibia. I'm not sure the specific name, but something like that, which he didn't recommend because of the risk for infection. And just it's just a lot more complicated. So we already threw that out of the window. So it was really two things. And this was when I was like 14, 15, maybe like 14 and a half. It was either they put something in my right and stop my growth, which they had to do almost immediately because, but then that would only be the shorter side. And I did, really didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get the full, you know, get as tall as possible. So basically we all agreed that the, the stride nail was the best option. Yeah, gotcha. So you did. So, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So we got I the surgeon in my family, and we obviously discussed it. We thought about it, and it was like, this is hands down the best option for me. And it's got the lowest risk um, for problems. It's very convenient in comparison to the other options available, and it just seemed like the right option. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know what, let's do it. You, man, it's like I'm walking down memory lane because I did the same thing. They, my surgeon said, hey, look, this was 2011, 2012, and it's like the uh, internal nail had just come out. It was going to be external fixator, but I had the option for the, the precise nail. You had stride nail, so that's incredible. So you got this done with a stride nail. Um, when was this? When was your surgery? So my surgery was March 16th, so that's literally two and a half months ago. Okay. And yeah, March sixteenth. Gotcha. So you didn't you didn't have the actual stride. You had the precise nail, precise. Uh, the stride, the one, um, the one with uh the company. It's the it's the nails with the screws, the internal nail and the screws. Yeah, I think but it's, uh, yeah, it's, they had the stride, but I think it got recalled. But um, I think you couldn't put your weight on your foot on the ground, could you? No, no, no. In the beginning, no. Okay, then that's that's a precise nail. They, they their their company, Nuvasive, did make the stride, but they had to recall it. So I think you're you're yeah, Nuvasive, Nuvasive. That's the name. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, very cool, awesome. Yeah, so you had the same nails like most patients here uh, that I had. Also, I had the version one, but um, very cool, man. So um, you had that. You got the surgery done on March 16th. Just going on almost three months now. Uh, now, was all your discrepancy in just the tibia or was it some in the femur too? Because you had a little bit of congenital deformity. Yeah, so it was only from like, I think, the knee down. So it was only the tibia okay. because he didn't mention anything about the femur. And when we looked at the x-rays, they looked pretty darn parallel. So I'm pretty sure it was the tibia. Just the tibia, just like me. It wasn't yeah. the left or the right. It was the left uh, tibia. Man, okay, your name is Victor now. So. Yeah, call me Victor 2.0. Yeah, 
Yeah, Victor 2.0, Cyborg 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. All right. Um, now, I wanted to kind of ask about the surgery itself. Take us through the process because now you know that your surgery is coming up. Let's say it's March 10th. It's a week out from your surgery. What's right. going through your head? Have you ever been through a surgery before? This is a big orthopedic surgery. They're going to break your leg, put some metal device in there, screw it in, and you're going to be like that for a year. What, what, what's going through your head? Yeah, so honestly, I thought this is my biggest mistake. I thought this was going to be a walk in the park. I thought this was just going to be maybe two months out, maybe three max, and I'd be completely fine. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, unfortunately, I uh, I was totally wrong. <laughs> I was totally wrong. It was it was a so lot more I, involved. I thought it was just going to be like a procedure, and it was going to be like those typical like a knee replacement surgery, and I'd be fine because I'm young and whatever, and I'd be fine. <laughs> But I was totally wrong. I was totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, it took you. If only I knew then what I knew now. I know, right? In hindsight, yeah, that's the same thing yeah. that I went through my head. I, I had a little bit more experience with it because I've been through a few leg surgeries before that. But uh, it's oh, uh, good, definitely good. limb thinning is not easy, even if it's just one leg. People don't realize that. In fact, for discrepancy folk, it's a lot different because you have to now adapt to a leg that's even, you know, on that side. But let's talk a little bit more about the surgery itself. Um, so what was the, you had the surgery day, um, you wake up, were you in a lot of pain? Oh my goodness. It's funny because the, once I woke up, I was on a lot of drug pain medications. I didn't know what the heck was going on. I just knew, I, I still felt uncomfortable. I was definitely not in a right frame of mind at all. Right. And then um, I think a couple hours later, I started complaining about pain. So they gave me an oxycondone pill, mm -hmm. and I took only one of those. And then after that, it was just time and all after that. But I will tell you from after, it's the pain slowly increased. Yeah. And I remember the day after when I woke up, the day after the surgery, when I was discharged from the hospital, yeah. when I woke up, I was in so much pain. I thought I was going to pass out and die. Like, yeah. when I say, like, I love your description of this pain of the surgery when you say it's like a horrible migraine in that area that doesn't go away and it's like a hundred times worse. That's yeah. literally what it, what it was like. And the entire body, my heart rate was racing. I was like, and I'm proud of myself in some respects because I didn't take the oxycondone after that. Yeah. I kind of like pushed through. Probably would have been better if I did, but. <laughs> you know, I, I I can't take that back now. And, you know, I'm kind of proud of myself that I was able to do that. I wasn't that guy that took a ton of pain. But I will tell you, this is not – and I'm not trying to brag, but I think I have a decent pain tolerance yeah. from working out and knowing what it's like with the lactic acid and just, you know, pushing through when you want to just drop the weight and call it a day. <laughs> so I know what that's like, but this is just – it's like a whole different animal. It was like – it was like a whole shock. My entire body was like my central nervous system, everything. It was just in, it was in a, a crazy place. And I remember just that morning, I was just like half alive. But then all of a sudden, by some, I don't know, some special act, I just felt better almost immediately after I took the time and all. And it came up and down. Don't get me wrong. It was very painful getting up after a while, sitting down. It was very painful, like you said. Nine out of ten, ten out of ten. Yeah. It was really that bad. It wasn't like a, wasn't like a five out of ten, a little discomfort. It was literally a nine out of ten. Right. Yeah. And I 
yeah, it, it wasn't a walk in the park. But after that, I think a lot of this plays into the fact that I'm younger, so I got over the pain much quicker. So if you, I'm not trying to make you guys feel bad, but if you're like older, don't use me as a comparison because <laughs> I just have to. I just got, you know, I'm lucky and very fortunate to have this surgery so young. Whereas if I was 50 years old, this would have been 10 times more of a like a problem. Yeah. Yeah, it could definitely be a lot harder when you're older. Um, and age, definitely, your recovery re recovery abilities are probably way way more, um, you know, in tune with everything. So I want to ask you about, uh, first of all, kudos, be able to, you know, go through the pain like that at such a young age. But I think working out definitely does help. It does give you that grit to be able to push through the pain um, and, you know, tolerate it a lot better because there's people who just are popping pain pills heavily and, um, you know, not that they don't need to do that, but I think that, hey, look, that's a, that's awesome that you did that. So, um, Matthew, I want to ask you about, you're starting to do lengthening with the ERC on your tibia. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. name, yep. Yep, the ERC, yep. <laughs> and as, as the days pass and you see your leg get longer, what's going through your head? Is this like all those years that you had to suffer with that discrepancy, is it slowly fading away and being erased because you're seeing this little device change your your physical structure right in front of your eyes what's happening yeah so i'll tell you um just how it was so for the first two weeks because after a week like you said there's a massive drop off in pain and yeah. because you know i really didn't feel that much every once in a while i felt some discomfort and it came and it went but it wasn't like oh my goodness this is so painful i need medication and after like i think day six i was complete or day seven i was completely off time and all so I was very fortunate to not have the the lasting pain because I probably would have not made it if I'm being very honest. So what happened was the first two weeks, really honestly, it was just lengthening, doing all that. And then after week two, uh, this is where it starts to get slowly and slowly more challenging. So yeah. two week two, which is basically 14 millimeters. So in my mind, because based on what you told me, beginning an inch, that's 25 centimeters, I'm like, yo, I'm already halfway done. Let's go. This can't be that bad, right? right. And all of a sudden, the doctor asked me to move my foot, right, mm -hmm. to see how mobile I was. And he said, it's starting to get tight. I was like, right. oh, okay. So he told me I have to start stretching. Now, I, now, this is another mistake that I made. Prior to the surgery, I did nothing. I didn't stretch. I didn't do anything. And this is literally why um, I could not have made the same amount, of, why this was a lot more hard. This was a lot harder than it could, should have been. Okay. Because I didn't stretch before. So after week two, he told, the surgeon told me I have to start stretching. So I started doing like 20 minutes a day, okay. right? Not yeah. knowing how serious I should take this. I thought this is okay, 20 minutes. I thought I was doing a lot. Because to a person that doesn't have this surgery, right, 20 minutes of stretching is a lot, especially for the muscle. That's like, like how many people, when you see, they say three sets of 30 seconds. I mean, that's like two minutes. But for me, I took 20 minutes, and I thought I was going above and beyond what I should be doing because that's kind of what I thought. And then after a while, I know I go happy. And then um, after a while, he kept saying, I have to aggressively stretch. And then it's funny because – Right after the surgery, fun fact, right after the surgery, I went right to um, you because I saw all the videos and the content that you were posting. And I was like, man, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> I did not know that, that someone, like, because all the, I was trying to find, 
Because the first thing I want to know is when is the pain going to stop? That's right. the first thing I cared. So when I saw all your videos about the pain, how painful it is, and I, I would watch those. They were almost like a positive affirmations in my mind where I kept hearing, you're going to hear a massive drop off after this and that and this and that. And I was like, oh, gosh, let's go. So I kept listening. I just kept watching your videos. I kept watching all the, your interviews with the surgeons. And then I remember seeing this one video where you were talking about the physical therapy. Hmm. And when you were talking about the distraction period, and I remember, and as the weeks went on for my distraction, I slowly increased it. It was like 20 minutes, then I went to like 50 to an hour, then I went to like a little over an hour, then all of a sudden I saw your video where you send the distraction period two to four hours, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I was like, if, like, I was like, I thought I was doing enough, going further than I should have, wasn't enough, thought I was going enough, and now it's like two hours, and this is where I think I really screwed up. Because if I were to do the two hours after week two, I would have been completely more, I would have been ten times more mobile than I am now. Right, right, yeah. So then all of a sudden, once I saw two hours, and I really saw how my muscle was getting tired, I was like, this is no joke. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I sat down myself, and I said, listen, I can, I can choose to keep doing what I'm doing, or I can, you know, do what I know I should be doing. Yeah. And all of a sudden just clicked in. I started doing two hours a day mm. stretching. I, I would do, I, it was interesting because I started doing two minutes static stretches, then I would rest for 30 seconds. But then after that, I pulled it back because the physical therapist told me a minute is plentiful enough. So I would do a minute, rest 15 seconds, a minute. So I still had the same amount of total stretching time, Yeah. but just shorter where I held it. And honestly, I'm not sure if it even makes a difference or not, but... <laughs> All I know is it's helping and it's definitely helping. Yeah, no, you, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up because no matter what people think, it's like when you get lengthening done in the tibia, it gets tighter a lot quicker because that's a smaller bone. And yeah. you're talking about that ankle, that dorsiflexion, that if you can't move that leg, you're starting to get that ballerina foot. I got the same thing, Matthew. And yeah. stretching is so pertinent to be able to do because if you don't, you lose that range of motion, you're playing catch up at the end and it can affect how long it takes you to get back to a normal walk, how much pain and tightness and stiffness you're going to have first thing in the morning. So you ramping yeah. up and sitting down with yourself and saying, Hey, look, I need to kick this into high gear or else I'm going to have problems here. So you really did the right thing there. Um, same thing happened to me. So awesome, man. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because for you and me were late and I'm actually very proud that you were able to at least do some working out and stuff. I saw you were said you were doing some upper body work throughout the surgery, which is, I congratulate for that. But for me personally, yeah. I've said, you know, two hours a day of stretching is something I've never done. Right. This is definitely going to affect my body, my central nervous system, everything. I don't care what anyone says. Two hours of stretching is going to do something to you. <laughs> so what I said, so simply, I just said, you know what, as much as I love working out, as much as I'd like to keep my physique where it's at, I've said, you know what, it's better to be a little less than where you could be in walking than being still strong and whatever and not walking at all. And I said to myself, I'm putting all my mental energy into this. Yeah. In the beginning, it was a little hard because for a guy like me, I love working out so much because it's almost like a stress reliever. It's good for your brain. It's good for your body. Mm -hmm. And it's like a lifestyle. It's not just something I do in the day. It's almost like a lifestyle. You know, like the diet it makes you more conscious of what you are doing to your body, the foods you're eating, the calories, the fats, the proteins, the carbs, mm -hmm. all that crazy stuff that most people don't even give a second thought about. I literally 
that stuff was always in the back of my head throughout the day because it was just that important to me because I just I just loved it. It was a passion. It wasn't like something like it wasn't like something I liked to do. It was a legit passion of mine. Wow, Matthew, I am so impressed with you, man. You're for one, your your take on this whole process, like you embraced it and you were willing to learn from it, but also the mindset you took, you know. Uh, from it like you just like, became stronger and you're like hey look i need to mind my stretching my nutrition i still need to stay physically fit but i don't need to push it so hard that i hurt myself this is all what i'm talking about when you have that mental manifestation of hey look i need to get through this process to get you know uh back into a good standing on the other side so kudos to you young sir that's awesome <laughs> yeah man i mean i'm gonna be very honest like this is all like this definitely like taught me a lot about like just life in general yeah, just surgery. Yeah. like i wait um victor just out of <laughs> out of mere curiosity do you did, did you know any of the golden era bodybuilders that much or not so much absolutely i mean that's what i came up on and i was like i studied them and i tried to model them arnold was one of the biggest inspirations of my yeah, yeah. arnold yeah and i remember uh i'd say the one that actually had the biggest effect on who i was like yeah. in terms of like mental grin and everything you've heard of tom platts right tom platts the leg man the leg master yes <laughs> thigh master yeah and i just i remember i i, I would just listen to his seminars like yeah. before the surgery I had, like when i was 14 years old like who the heck does that right yeah and i was just listening to his seminars when he's talking and as much as he goes into you know the muscle building and the squats and everything he still gives a lot of really high quality information about just about your attitude in life and everything and that really affected me because if i didn't have just you know he definitely affected the way i thought and the way i perceived life because i i'm basically before then i was pretty much a pessimist yeah like okay. if i'm being honest like if something slightly went wrong i would think it would go totally wrong okay and i think that was just you know whatever they call it, your defense mechanism but I remember just hearing him and the stuff he would say about, I remember this one quote he said that if you think that life, um, he once said that life doesn't happen to you, life happens for you. I love that. And I remember hearing that and I was like, that's literally, if I could just for a quick second every day, just be able to grasp that, I could go so far. Yeah. Because when you're caught up, you know, with the hardships in life, like the leg lengthening and everything, which is the hardest thing I've done in my life, yeah. uh, I'll be very honest, the hardest thing by far. You got to have some sort of a positive mindset that I feel like a lot of people think, like, you're not that, I don't care who you are, you're not walking through the surgery like a stoic. That's impossible. You're not going to have a, a straight face and a smile the entire time. As much as, as pretty as I thought that was going to be and how that would sound, it's impossible because of the pain and just the amount of stretching you have to do every day and then just just overall the entire surgery you have to really um put your mind like really you just have to be at your top mental game if that makes sense man you're so wise for your age like i wish i had this type of insight when i was your age i mean it's incredible like listening to tom platts uh you're right like going through the surgery it changes you like you I, I before my surgery i was very reserved and conservative with things i did and like i said that the surgery put my life on full throttle I was more outgoing afterwards and hearing the same thing from you it's just like we're relating on the same page and i wish more limiting patients stature cosmetic deformity 
would take a lot of, you know, golden nuggets from you that you just dropped and, you know, apply that to their own process because you will change the whole process for them if they can just kind of like embrace your mindset. We'll call it the Matthew mindset or the, we'll call it the cyborg mind, mindset. If that's what it is, man. It's, it's incredibly. Yeah. Incredible. Whatever you want to call it, man. Really. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a really lucky person. That I can even talk to you. I'm you are. Yeah, no, no. You, I'm lucky to be able to talk to you. That's awesome, Matthew. Oh man. I'm so impressed. Um, cool, man. So real quick. So you, you got a little tight in your ankle when you were, um, lengthening did you have any other complications going through the process like did you get nerve irritation um did you did anything else happen yeah so i did have um a little nerve irritation in the middle of this like the lengthening process when i was at like 25 26 millimeters i started mm -hmm. feeling the uh the irritation but after a while it just went away thank god because i think it was because that's when i really picked up the stretching and that's what really, and on top of that, yeah, that really helped. And it, thank God I didn't have any like, and I never developed like ballerina foot to the point where they would have to operate or where it was really, where he was really concerned. He always just kept telling me, but I'm just very proud of myself because I could have never imagined myself doing this. And back to what you were saying. Um, so yeah, of course, you know, there was definitely times like I wasn't able to wait there. So that was of course like a problem because I'm just a naturally active guy, and I love running around, doing crazy stuff, walking, riding my bike, doing anything physical, you know, whatever it is. And um, that was taken away from me. Mm. So I almost felt like, in a way, I almost felt like it kind of just took that away. So that was a little bit of a problem, but I was able to go through that because, you know, it just it wasn't the worst thing, mm -hmm. and I was still had a lot of great things going on at the same time. And I knew this was going to only be temporary, so I was like, great. And it was great because I actually, crazy story, I was so um just interested on how soon I could walk that once he said I could start weight-bearing, I used to slowly weight-bear just by standing, right, mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. walking. Yeah. And then I would do weight-shifting, and then I would do marching steps supported. And then all of a sudden, after I got flexible enough, I started walking. Yeah. Better and better and better. Now I can walk. Now I'm up to currently walking 15 minutes wow. without without the crutches, which is actually and this is two weeks after the distraction period. So I'm very happy for where I'm at. That's crazy yeah. fast. I can't believe you even well, feel that. You're young, but that's now, incredibly fast. <laughs> yeah, because he wants me to um weight bear more. Only 15 minutes. He doesn't want me to weight bear too much, where it could there's a problem with the you know with the rod the screws that they could come loose or anything. So. Um, it's crazy, and I never considered my progress to be extremely fast, but the doctor thinks I'm going to be walking full-time in, like, two weeks, two, three, four weeks. <laughs> three weeks, three weeks. Let's take the middle line, three weeks. So that's, by July 4th, actually July 4th, that seems to be, he said that two weeks ago. So July 4th seems to be the day, and if they pull back, which I'm pretty sure they might do by a couple millimeters, yeah, I think that's going to just speed the process of the consolidation up. So I am very lucky. Yeah. Like, again, don't use me as an example. Don't feel discouraged <laughs> because, I. well, first of all, whatever it was, and just fun fact, and I credit this all from just working out and, like, because working out is very good for the bones, hardening and strengthening of the bones. So fun fact, the surgery took a lot more longer than normal. And after the surgery, the surgeon told my mom, he said, 
your son has very, very, very tough, strong bones. He had a real hard time drilling it in. He said sometimes they can just drill it in like nothing and it goes right through, which isn't good. But yeah. he said since my bones are so hard and just strong, yep. he said there was, he had no problem with the consolidation. And, you know, just from being mindful of my diet with the calcium, protein, and D3 intake that I, you know, which I was on top on as well as I could have because I used to drink a lot of milk and stuff and just being on top of that. Yeah, that definitely I think helped, but I'm just so honestly so blessed. Like I can't be more happy now. Just thinking, I, looking back, because sometimes you don't rehearse these things, and when you conversate them, it's like wow. Yeah, the hindsight, right? Exactly. You're like, man, I can't believe it. I can't believe you were walking. You beat me by two weeks because I think I, it took me a four four months from surgery to walking. And I was going at one millimeter per day, and she thought, hey, look, I'm a, I'm a really fast person, but I think you beat me. Obviously, you were younger than I was when I got it done. Let me ask you, were you going at the one millimeter per day? Yeah, exactly, one millimeter a day. Some, yeah. some days I, I went, unfortunately, some days I missed out, like where I do only two, two-thirds of the measurements, so only 0.66, but okay. at the same time. It was a third of a millimeter three times a day, yeah. and it was just – a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. But <laughs> yeah, that it, it was interesting because, like you said, the lengthening when you lengthen it, it doesn't really hurt. Yeah. And after three weeks, I would say all the pain, unless I was like, unless I accidentally stepped on my left foot, mm -hmm. which only happened once, thank God. Yeah. Um, all the pain really just came from just muscle soreness and discomfort. Yeah. But again, the more you stretch, the more I stretch the easier and easier weight-bearing and walking became. That's incredible. Matthew, let me ask you, how heavy are you? Like, what's your body weight? Oh, great, great question. So I am one – right now, currently, I am 134, 135. Okay. I started the surgery at 143, 144, so I lost about 10 pounds. 10 pounds. That's, I, I think I lost about 10 or 12, maybe even 15 by the end of it all. Very cool. Very, yeah. very cool, man. I think you should – do some videos for the channel. I mean, you're so wise and you have such a, you're well-spoken and you got like this really good, you know, advice that you just drop, drop, drop. I love it. I love it, man. This is incredible. Um, a few more questions here, Matthew, and then we're going to kind of like answer some questions in the live chat. Um, Go ahead. So now that you're balanced out, you're finished your lengthening, right? And you're, you're starting to weight bear, you're walking, you're doing all those gradual weight bearing exercises. And in the next two weeks, we expect you to be walking, uh, you know, full time without any assistance or anything. Um, yeah, three or four weeks. Yep. Three or four weeks. That's going to be incredible. By 4th of July, which is also the same date that I plan to start to scale my training for my injury. But anyway, uh, what what was it like to have balanced hips again, to not feel that limp or to feel that discrepancy that you had for all these years and say, oh, my gosh, I'm fixed? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great – it's almost like how the – you know, it's just like almost how does this happen? Because I'm walking around, and I remember every time I was in public, especially when I was around kids my age, it was always in the back of my head, you know? So it was like a poor mental image I had in myself, which I guess is normal because, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't notice it? Like, and who wouldn't be observant about it? You might not say something, but you'd, you'd create a mental picture of that in your mind. And it's just like, it wasn't a, you know, it just wasn't a way I wanted to be looked at as. I, I think that's the normal. Almost like, I know a lot of people, uh, in this chat and everything is um they want to get surgery because you know they might be a little insecure about their height which is normal because honestly i had that up until this surgery so 
beginning of the surgery, I was about five, six and a half without shoes because I was on my short, that was my short leg. Yeah. Now I'm about five, eight. I'm about five, yeah. eight. So an inch and a half of height. And honestly, you know, that's obviously not terrible because, but I'm just happy. Again, like I'm just a very fortunate person. Yeah. And what, what was your question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even want to ask the question. I love you just talking. I just love to let you talk. You're such, you're, you're embracing, I'm, I'm embracing this. This is incredible. I forgot my question. No, it was about your, uh, having your discrepancy disappear. You're pretty much saying it. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels so like, it just feels like good. And it's funny because the reason why I think I'm not li like even now, cause I'm actually limping on the right side now before it was yeah. always on the left. Like I would drop down to the left, drop down to the left. Now it's drop down to the right, drop down to the right. So I think they did over like, it's weird because my hips are level on the x-ray. Okay. But when I walk, I feel like I'm unbalanced. So the reason why he didn't pull back immediately is because he wants me to uh, just feel it out, you know, feel it out, see if there's anything like if this is just because I haven't walked and felt like this or if because, you know, I'm actually and he wants me to get my knee extension as straight as possible because I remember like. I'd say a month ago, my knee extent month and a half ago, my knee, my knee extension was so poor. Mm -hmm. But now because I'm doing the towel stretching, the calf stretching and doing it very aggressively and doing it as well as I can two hours a day, it's starting to come back. And I can just see every day, like I feel like I can get it straighter and straighter. Not even that, just the feeling, the feeling of the muscle when I touch it. It feels more loose, more limber after I stretch. Sometimes I'm a little sore, so I don't immediately walk after. But after like, once I just get going, like after I take like 10, 15 steps, I can pretty much walk almost. Right, right, yeah. And that's the thing I that most yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's all I have to say. Real. I, I'm, 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 I'm going to agree with you. I think that the reason why it feels like you're limping to your right is because you haven't walked in a long time. That's what I remember with my leg is like, why do I feel like the right leg is shorter now? It's just, you know, you got to get used to it. In the next couple of weeks when you start walking a lot more, you're going to realize, oh, this feels natural again. The muscles will kind of get pliable again. They were stiff. Um, everything will fall in place. I think that as long as your hips are level on the uh, x-ray, you're good to go. Incredible, man. I'm so happy. For yeah, because they were like, yeah, I'm just like, it's crazy because, um, yeah, so it's just going to be another uh, week that I have to feel it out, and hopefully I don't feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to feel that way in a way, but at the same time, it's better to not feel that way. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's better to, to keep it where I am, if that means, you know, because the worst thing you want to have is a discrepancy again, because that's the one thing you're trying to avoid, like at all costs. That's that's the that's the reason why you, like length length discrepancy surgeons have this. Hence the name. Yeah. It's, it's a that's surgery to fix it in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Man, and and it, it people don't realize. I think that you know a lot of people think leg length discrepancy is only physical, but you just said it, and I've said it multiple times, is that it's very mental. It's like it affects you because not only is your height affected because it, you're only as tall as your shortest leg. But yeah. physical health and like your your outlook on life is too. So when you get fixed, it's both. You get mental resolve, you get physical resolve. It's just amazing. Your life is on full throttle. And I can tell it, I can feel it, I can hear it in your voice. And I love it. I, I really do. This is uh, this is an awesome interview. Um, incredible. Matthew, I want to ask you about your, your family supporters, you know, during this lengthening process. How was it for them? Was it hard on them? Did it help you a lot? Like, did you get a lot of support through them? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, honestly, like, my family just in general was pretty supportive. They weren't, like, 
they knew that this was a crazy surgery and I and thank God I was able to talk to them a lot about this throughout the entire process. I talked to them every day about it, of course, but it's just, it's wonderful. Like, I really couldn't ask for a better support system. I had a lot of people, you know, pray for me and stuff. So That's awesome. it's just a lot of good stuff. Like, it couldn't be better. Okay, gotcha. And you're based in New York, correct? Yeah, New York. Yep. Gotcha. Awesome. And you got it done in New York as well? Yep, New York. Gotcha. Okay. Do you want to mention who you got it done by? That's if you, <laughs> if you want to. I'm sorry? Do you want to mention your surgeon name? Uh, yeah, so his name is Terry Amaral. Terry That's Amaral. his name, Dr. Terry Amaral. Was this in, uh, where, where, where in New York was this? A North Shore. North Shore. What? North Shore. Okay. Cohen's gotcha. Children's Hospital. Children. Okay, yeah, I actually knew there's a patient that got it done there as well. He was a little older as well. They're, they're doing a lot. Oh, wow. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's awesome. I'm glad that you got it done really well there. Um, cool, Matthew. Well, we're going to do one more question, then we're going to go into the live chat and answer any questions that are there. Does that sound good? Sweet. Yep. Cool. So what advice or helpful tips can you share with others who are just like you and have a leg-length discrepancy, whether they're younger, older, anything like that in between? All right, so the first thing I would say, the first thing, so let's just say you're considering it, it's in the back of your head, you have a leg length discrepancy to the point where you could get the surgery and it would make sense to get it, like I'm talking over an inch, an inch or more. Uh, I would say the first thing is to, uh, well, you will know that it's gonna help you. You're, you're gonna know that because the surgeon and everyone's gonna tell you that. So we got that established. So I would say, I would say, start stretching so if it's the tibias do just nothing crazy do like half do like 10 minutes a day of just calf stretching that's totally doable i know everyone in this chat could do 10 minutes a day you have to wake up 10 minutes earlier big deal like everyone here can do 10 minutes of stretching their calf their shorter calf and you probably don't have to stretch the hamstrings that much if you're a tibia lengthener because my hamstrings were never tight mm -hmm because they weren't affected because, but the calves, the gastrocnemius specifically will get very tight. The soleus, not so much, but the gastrocnemius will get extremely tight. So if you could start like even three months before, 10 minutes a day, you probably won't even have to stretch an hour mm -hmm. as long as you're loose and limber throughout the entire thing, if I'm being very honest. So that will save you an extra hour a day just by de devoting 10 minutes a day and the second thing I would advise anyone that's willing to get this is, uh, I don't, I don't want to sound sure, but Same. know, know if you, know if you could actually take this. Like, know, like, are you a mentally strong person? Do you, like, do you, are you that person that gets emotional because, I don't know, because your dog ended up, whatever, walking in the wrong, like, side of the street or something, or if, <laughs> Someone or some guy, you get overly emotional if your steak isn't cooked the right way. Like, be very honest, because I'll be very honest. If you're not, like, a person who can handle, I'm not saying you have to be, like, a Navy SEAL, but if you're not a person, if you cry and complain about every little thing and you generally get stressed out, try your absolute best to manage that and try to find coping mechanisms mm -hmm. to work through that. Try to find, um, something that a meaning or 
or a philosophy in, in your life that can make you, that will make you want to keep going, be, mm -hmm. like regardless of the pain. Because if you are, if you walk into this like I did, where it's like this is going to be a neat walk in the park, surgeon didn't really emphasize stretching and the excessive amount of pain as much as he should have. It can't be that bad. Mm -hmm. If you're going to end up like me, like if you're going to end up doing that like me, it's going to hurt. And when I say it's going to hurt, it's going to hurt. Like you're going to, it's going to get to the point where like, well, I'm younger, so I don't know about for everyone, but for a person like me, it just, it's going to hurt and you're going to have to really, you're going to have to push through. And I think you have to be somewhat mentally strong to be to have this surgery. So don't, so like if you wear your heart on your sleeve, you're an emotional person very easily. You have to really try to um, so, figure out ways to at least control that for the time being because mm. you're going to – it's going to hurt. And I'm not going to lie. There were times where I almost felt like just giving up, throwing in the towel, just stopping everything out of just pure frustration. Right. Because that's really how um, intense the surgery is. This isn't like a walk – like I said, this isn't like something where – it's not going to be like a checkup appointment at the doctor's. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be like maybe you had a broken arm or a broken knee or a broken leg. It's yeah. not going to be like that at all. It's going to be like that and 10 times harder. So if you thought that was challenging, this is going to be that on absolute, like, more than, more than, more than steroids. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to be, like, significantly worse Man. and harder. That's that, really all I can offer. That's all I can offer. That's all you need to offer, Matthew. That was like some of the best advice that's ever been mentioned on this channel ever. Like I'm gonna like clip that and like use that on like every intro of the video. <laughs> like you are so wise. I mean, that's incredible, man. We're gonna have you back for like more live streams. Seriously. I mean, oh yeah, I'd be completely down. Hundred percent. You are so cool, so level-headed, and so like ahead of your time. Literally, I mean, this is impressive. I think that every leg length, uh, leg lengthening patient could take something from what you just said. Seriously, incredible, Matthew. That was yeah. awesome. All right, so what we're gonna do now? We're gonna go through the live chat and we're gonna answer any questions from people who have you know discrepancy or their kids have discrepancies because I posted this in the Facebook group as well. So uh, let's answer number. Question number one from Benjamin Minoza. He's asking, which segment did you lengthen, the tibia or the femur? Uh, I got the tibia lengthened, the left tibia. Te left tibia. Okay, so uh, this is a Facebook user. She's saying my son has – okay, that's uh, – let's see. I'm just going to – let's see. How, how did you feel emotionally? Um, I guess, let's say, as you achieved your length and your discrepancy was gone, were you just relieved – yeah, I was relieved because I know this is a thing of the past and will never happen again. I was very much relieved, yes, yeah. very much. Like like a deep, like a very deep interstate satisfaction, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's the same thing that happened to me. When my foot hit the ground, I actually teared up a little bit. And when I think back to it, it's like that was like a turning point in my life, and it just changed everything for me, so it's huge. Uh, Odie Garcia saying, you are very brave. Um, <laughs> I, I just try my best. That's all I got to answer. I, I'm not, I don't consider myself that brave, but if you consider me that, thank you very much. Yeah, you are, man. Seriously. That's, that's very, very nice. nice. That's very nice, though. That's very nice. <laughs> all right, let's see here. She, she even said uh, that boy's very mature for his age. Congratulations. <laughs> <Let's> yeah. <see. laughs> 
Next question here, uh, Cozy DeWet is saying, how old is Matthew? Yeah, I'm, I'm 16, so. 16. So yeah, I think they're really yeah, kind of like, <laughs> you've dropped so much, you know, amazing knowledge that they're like, this guy can't be 16 years old. <laughs> like, what, yeah. what, are you, what are you studying? Because like, to be able to know all this anatomy, gastrocnemius and soleus and knowing all these different muscles and this this knowledge, what, what are you doing? Right. Well, first of all, um, like I said, I'm really into fitness. Okay. So I'm, I'm very... I mean, Victor, you and me are probably on the same page with bodybuilding. You yeah. want to be natural because drugs are the absolute worst thing you could absolutely ever do to your body. Absolutely. No drugs, no matter how big you can get from them, is worth taking. I don't care. Right. You're, sick if you, you're sick if you go down that route. That's my simple short answer. And I love that you're going natural because yeah. that's the way to go. And it's I think that's how our bodies were made. Like, you think like we were made to just pump drugs into our body, grow an extra inch on our arms? No, come on. Yeah. Like absolutely not. We were we were made to to put our bodies in the most amount of uh, physical labor achievable, and to grow and to learn from it. That's really what I think it it boils down to when it comes to bodybuilding and everything, Sweet or just in life there. in general. I'm clip, clipping that right there. <laughs> it's like for anybody who asks me, like, should I take steroids? I'm like, clip Matthew talking about right there. That, I love that. And a lot of the guys are asking, you know, should they take HGH during lengthening to heal faster? I mean, look at what Matthew did. He just lengthened. I know he's young, but the guy just lengthened, you know, uh, almost four centimeters pretty much in record time and, you know, did everything and heals amazingly well. But what he did was he was in shape and worked out before, made those dense, strong bones, and consolidation wasn't a problem. I think that's what you guys need to pick up from what he just mm -hmm. said. It's like you're worried about healing because of the fact, but you're sitting on the couch doing nothing now. Get up, start working out now, get those bones hard, dense, strong now. So when you do go through lengthening, things will be a lot easier for you then. I mean, multiple surgeons who have come on here said that. Dr. Robbins, I can go down the list. Get physically fit, get physically active now, and you can save yourself a lot of headache later. Exactly, because, and especially like, I will say this again, um, I know this might hurt a lot of people's feelings, but I, the truth is the truth. Like, if you are overweight to the point where, like, getting off the couch, you have to really muscle it through, you, I'm sorry, you got to lose weight. Yeah. Because that is going to hurt. Because when you have one working leg, think about, try, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys know what this is called. If you can't at least pull off an assisted pistol squat, mm. you need to either get stronger or lose weight for this surgery because it's going to be a pain getting up and down and up and down. Yeah, that's so true. It's going to really be hard. Like you have to uh, just get your thigh muscles, your quadriceps, your hamstrings, your glutes. You don't have to even get a gym. Just do squats in your living room. Watch a YouTube video, 20-minute leg workout. Do, do anything. Yeah. Mow the lawn more, whatever it is, you know, just get, find ways to like get stronger to lose weight. And it means putting down the fork before you want to, what you have to do. That's, that, that's all it comes down to, really. I love this guy. I love this guy. Like, what the heck? I'm so glad you came on this channel today. I'm serious. Yeah, I, I, you, made my, yeah. you made my week. Screw that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's just it, we're just so like-minded, and I think that's what really you know ignites the fire in us. You know, we're so yeah. like-minded. Yeah. We know exactly. So a lot. Of this is like okay, this guy's on a different like playing field than me, but cool. But to us, it's like wow. 
Yeah, like we're, we're like on preaching the to the choir, camp. like preaching to the choir, literally. Yeah, exactly. I'm hearing this stuff. I'm like, man, this guy, he's like, it's clicking with things that I tell myself all the time. This is incredible. Seriously. And I think that Matthew's saying it. It's like physical fitness, physical health go hand in hand with leg, leg lengthening. Okay. That's why I had such a good result on both ends. And people think, oh, you just had a discrepancy. You have no idea what I went through and what I still go through. But um, same thing for Matthew. It's like a discrepancy can affect you can affect your your joints both before and after the surgery so he may even have a little joint issues here and there later on probably not because he got it done so young but um the thing is is that his mentality is so prepared for this process that even if something did come up he would be able to you know hurl over it no problem so that's what we're trying to he's trying to get across to you is that you got to be mentally strong and be prepared for the worst you know so incredible Oh, man, I love this, Matthew. Uh, Odie Garcia says, it makes me cry to think that my son is going to feel so good after the surgery emotionally. Uh, yeah, because her son has a discrepancy. So that, That's great. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, I, 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 I can imagine just uh, now that I'm in the position where I don't have the leg length discrepancy, and now it's a thing of the past, and now that I'm looking back, I can see exactly how well and how much of a relief it would be for your son, you know, just to – have that fixed and he can walk out, do things with his friends, right? Go in public, work out and do everything that he would love to do without having to have in the back of my mind, you know, are people noticing uh, on my hips? Can people notice that? And just all the little things that people that I, I feel like only like only discrepancy patients really understand. Absolutely. So yes, I feel absolutely better. Absolutely. Hands right. down. Yeah. And I think that's one thing you brought up a really good point. Uh, a discrepancy is also aesthetically uh, demoralizing in a way. It's like you, you got to realize that we walk, we had a limp. Even if we had a shoe lift, it's like you still know that it's you have this big shoe lift, you know, or shoe build. It's it, cosmetically, it's affecting you as well. I mean, I was like, man, when I took off my shoes, I'm like walking like, you know, I don't know, penguin from the Batman. It's just like it really does affect things, you know. So it's like when you get that fixed, yeah. and you start to walk with a normal walking gait or a better walking gait. It changes everything. So this is really going to be music to a lot of discrepancy patients' ears. Yeah, um, it's it's gonna it's gonna fix itself. And when you get to length, you're gonna be like, it's gonna be almost impossible to limp where you would normally limp. You would literally try, and you won't even be able to because you your body. You can't. It's just amazing. Like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people when they see us, right? It's yeah. simple. A simple problem like this, right? You might think, oh, did you did you hurt yourself? Did you get into an accident? It's like no, I I just it's just something. And to them, it's like what? You're really that bad? Wow! But you know, that's just how it is. Right. Yeah. But it's gonna it's gonna be the biggest. Yeah, it's gonna be the biggest relief you'll ever feel. Absolutely. Right. For sure. That's 100% true. And uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, here's the I'm here to tell I'm here telling my son you have to stretch your foot. That's right. Like Matthew said, try to get him to do some stretching. Light stretching doesn't have to be a whole lot, just a little bit uh, before his surgery and he'll get yeah. you know, some pliability of that muscle. Yeah, uh, you don't have to like. Yeah, yeah, you that's perfect. Just do light stretching and it'll be a walk in the park yeah. compared to what I yeah. went through. <laughs> uh, Parth is asking. He's he's one of the subscribers here. He's asking, were you were you ever tempted to get bilateral lengthening for more height? Wow. So yeah. So that's a great question. So knowing that the surgery a lot of people get for cosmetic reasons and mm -hmm. thinking that it was possible, 
it was always in the back of my mind, like, hey, this would be cool. Yeah. But knowing how difficult the surgery is, now I will say that I don't have a severe height dysphoria. It was very mild. I, to me, it was just like, oh, it'd be cool if I was taller. Right. It wasn't like I, I, I tear up when I go to bed because of that. So thank God I didn't have it bad. Mm-hmm. But I will say, um, what, now that I have the surgery done, unless you really, really, unless this is like on the back of your head, actually on top of your head 24-7, yeah. where it's the only thing in your mind, <laughs> yeah, you can get it. But if you're a person, a normal human being, and if you're not significantly shorter than the rest of the people, which I feel like a lot of these people are, like being five, five doesn't make you like excessively short. And I feel like people that look down on people because they're shorter, like those people, that's their problem. That's absolutely not your problem. Yeah. Like if someone looks down on you because you're five, five, you're five, four, you're five, six, that that's clearly their problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's so yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Man, that was that was so I love that advice that you said. And I think I want to really drive that point home and say that getting cosmetic stature lengthening should only be for the people where it's only when it's on the back of their mind all the time, where it's gnawing at them and they just can't get rid of it and it's an everyday thing for months on end, years on end. But if it's like it just pops up on a you know, a video on YouTube and somebody says, Hey, look, it'd be cool to be taller you know, three inches taller and you're, let's say six foot four, you want to say, I want to be six foot seven to be able to dunk easier. (laughs) This surgery wasn't created for that. Um, so let's see here. I think we lost Matthew for a second, but, uh, oh, he's still here. I'm still here. I'm still, yeah, I'm still in some real quick. No, you're good. You're good. Do what you got to do. Um, next question here from Parth. Man, you're so full of positive and wi- positivity and wisdom beyond your age. At 16, I was stuffing my face and, <laughs> and playing video games. <laughs> I love that. Oh, you know what, Matthew? I got to plug in my computer. I didn't realize it. I didn't plug it in. So, uh, one second. I'm gonna put up Parth's next question here. Parth is asking, "How were your first few hours and days post-op?" I'm gonna plug in my computer. All right. So. Yeah, on um, post op. Yeah, they were definitely um they weren't easy. Like so after I had the surgery, the first few hours I was kind of like just because I was on a lot of drugs for pain and stuff, I wasn't in a right frame of mind, so I was kinda of like just confused. I was in pain. I still knew I still knew what was going on, but I was still in pain and a little confused at the same time. So I just, I definitely didn't feel good. And that was just the first few hours. But then as time went on, like, especially the next day, and then the day after I was discharged, that was the worst pain I've ever experienced pretty much in my life. Yeah. So, yes. Um, Do you know yeah, that used, like, did they use a nerve block or uh, did they do epidural? Like, what, what kind of anesthesia did you get? So I'm not actually sure, which I really should have been more attentive about. Yeah. All I know is I had anesthesia, and it definitely did help. Okay. But as the anesthesia faded away, the pain increased and increased. Yeah. And like I said, Friday, I was in. It was the most pain I've ever had in my life, hands yeah. down. Sounds like just like I remember the same thing. It's like right after surgery, you're okay because you're still coming out. But then as time, you know, that stuff fades away, it feels like an inferno in your legs. So. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, 
here's the next question for Parth. How did you manage being away from school while having this procedure? That's right, because it was kind of in the middle of the school year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, fun fact, I'm actually homeschooled. Oh, okay. So, I don't, yeah, yeah, so I have that significant advantage right there. Yeah. But I don't have to, like, make, like, where class attendance for, for school isn't even a thing for me. <laughs> but I still, um, yeah, so, of course, even if you're in a public school, you definitely will have um, a couple days off. You have, you'll have to. There's no way you can go to school, I would say, for the first two or three days after the surgery. Yeah. If I you're around my, there's no way. There's no way. I would say even a week or two. If, you're, if we're being very brutal, yeah. I would say like two two weeks yeah. to be very two safe. Weeks, two sure. weeks. Yeah, to be safe. And it's like, yeah, with the discrepancy, you can use crutches. So it's like it, it's a lot you know, safer to get around, but you still should be careful. So Matthew had that advantage. Like he said, he was homeschooled, but man, to be homeschooled and be this so smart, you're just like, you're on top of it, man. Incredible. I love it. Um, do you know if insurance covered your surgery? Yeah, everything. Thank God. Cause this is a very expensive surgery. So it was all, um, covered by insurance. So I didn't have to worry about, you know, the costs. So thank God. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you still, uh, let's say, I think she's asking, do you still go to physical therapy? Because we know you went to physical therapy, right? Yeah, I still I still go there twice a week, Monday okay. and Thursday. I was just there earlier today. Were you? It's a lot of, yeah. So I went, Um, I go twice a week. Um, for I know you said sometimes it's even more. If I could squeeze a couple extra days throughout the week, maybe three or four, that'd be awesome, but... Two seems to work perfect, and the surgeon said that's perfect. As long as you're going and having a routine basis where you're constantly seeing, you know, professionals mm -hmm. that will help you um, stretch and help you get physically rehabilitated, and they'll teach you about the weight bearing and stuff. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's perfect. Yeah, as long it, as you're going yeah. on a consistent basis. Right, and, and and you're gonna. I think that when I say, you know, how many days, it really it varies. And, you know, people with like bilateral eight centimeter femur lengthening, they're going to need to go more than somebody with our, you know, discrepancy. Plus, you're a lot more dedicated to the process. So you know that when you get home, you're going to do your own stretching. Uh, you know, we're a patient who hasn't done any working out before. They're going to need a little bit more discipline to get into the routine that you're talking about. So I think that they would need a lot more professional physical therapy where you can kind of dial it back and kind of mix it with your own. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I just want to like out of because I know a lot of people here. Out when I was talking about the stretching, so to make it easy, this is the tip. And I remember where you went over like your daily routine yeah. about the the lengthening that you had on what you did, and yours is very similar to mine. Yeah. Brought the distraction. It was lengthen, stretch, lengthen, stretch. Maybe take a nap, lengthen, stretch. That was my entire day. So I would say because I would break I break my stretching into three different um lengthening sessions. Mm -hmm. So that would be uh so that would be like one in the morning or right around noon, another one in the afternoon and then one like soon before you go to bed. Yeah. And if you can do that, so think about it. If I say do two hours of stretching a day, it's like what the heck, absolutely not. But if I say three times 40 minutes, yeah. okay, now we're talking. Yeah. And if you yeah. do, and I do like three, I had three stretching. So the three stretching, well, actually four, the four stretches I do are the towel stretch where you pull, probably extend the knee as much as you can, but really focus on 
you know, pulling the towel, not excessively, but just getting a good stretch, mm -hmm. doing that, and then doing, like, a sort of a calf stretch. If you have a calf slant board, that's going to help you a lot. But what I did was I put a dumbbell on the ground. I stepped on the dumbbell with straight legs, and I just leaned forward against the wall, and I grabbed onto something to make it, like, so I balance and support. Okay. And when you can start to wait there, you can do it off the stairs where, you know, some people do calf races off the stairs. Just do your one leg. Your, just do the one leg. Mm -hmm. This is for the tibial lengtheners, by the way. Right. Yeah. You have um, just your left or right leg, whichever leg you're having done. Just have it hang for like a minute. Take a 15-second break. Mm -hmm. Keep doing that. And if it's like a little – if it becomes too painful, you can always like ease up a bit. But try to keep it. On a pain scale from like zero to ten, I'd say keep it like don't go above. I would say eight, but don't go below five. So okay. keep it at five to eight range, where you're like mildly discomfort, mild, mild to moderately discomfortable. Man, this guy, who are you? I feel like he's like a surgeon, a physical therapist, a patient mixed all in one. This guy is yeah, a but... package. <laughs> you are awesome, Matthew. Seriously, man. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And, yeah, and then on top of that, uh, like I said, the soleus doesn't really get tight, but try to find a stretch for the soleus. I know, Cyborg, you had a video where you were going over this one soleus stretch with the dumbbell, mm -hmm. and that's perfect. You can do that too. That I actually do that, and it works great. And then I did this one exercise. It's kind of interesting. So I sit on a chair that's on a chair, and then I'll take another chair, and I'll put my leg there, but then around my knee, I'll take like a shopping bag, I'll put a five-pound dumbbell, and I'll hold it there for 10 minutes and do that three times a day. And that's going to help with the knee extension and everything. And it's going to be very – it's going to be a little – it'll feel easy in the beginning, but it'll slowly get harder. So don't think you have to throw in a 10 or 15-pound dumbbell because I guarantee you won't make the 10 minutes. So start with five. Actually, I go as far as to say start with no weight. See how it feels. Then throw in maybe a two and a half. And then if that feels okay, throw in a five. <laughs> and that's what I did. I started off with a five and it was perfect. And I do that three times a day and it's doable. And if you like you like listening to music, that's what I always do while I was stretching. Mm -hmm. Throw some tunes in, you know, get have fun. Don't make it like a don't make it like where you're just looking at a like at the wall for 40 minutes like do something like find ways to distract yourself yeah so actually there are studies where music can actually raise your pain tolerance so if you're listening to music right think about it a six on the pain scale might only feel like a four but if you don't have music in a six will feel like a six and you might want to like just giving you like little things that like really help this, like I said, this is the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life, and the more I think, I think it's chopping up a little bit, Matthew. But man, you are <laughs> your tips, your advice, your you know regimen is like golden. Seriously, I would do that. Like that's kind of like what I did. I mean, low long, uh, low load, prolonged stretching. That's what we call it, LLPS. You you shouldn't even know this. Like, it's what, where did you get all this knowledge? It's like I, I didn't even put that on all the videos. Like, oh, let me try this. Yeah, Ooh, you, man, this is I, all I did. All I did was just research because um. I'm, I was so hungry. I'll tell you what. The reason why I took the physical therapy so seriously is because I want to be on my feet by summer. Yes. Now, 
I had I, I had two options. Very simple. I could have either tried to like not really put as much effort into the stretching and the physical therapy, and I would have not been walking in months more. Right. But now that I'm stretching more and now I'm seeing results, and it's constantly, you know, I'll say the results will keep you motivated. Yes. Because after you start seeing that, oh my gosh, I wasn't able to do this, or it's not as loose, it's not as tight, or I can actually almost extend my knee now when I'm doing this stretch. Those little things will affirm, like, they will really help your mind. And right. it's going to be like, I want to keep doing this. Let's go. And it, it it comes from, it goes from, like, a thing that you hate to a thing that you love. And it's almost yes. like, I'm down this stretch right now. It's like, so all these things that, like, that I learned through having the survey done, I'm just trying to, like, give it to you guys. And you can take it or you don't have to take it. But that's just oh, my um, – that's they, just need, my, they, need to, they need to take it, Matthew, because but, like that is ex- you're you're pretty much echoing what I say, but like on steroids, like it's because com- it's coming from you know somebody else, and it's like they've heard me say it you know a thousand times, but uh, it's incredible, it really is incredible, and you guys really do need to listen to him. Oh, you can think, oh, he's a discrepancy patient. It matters more because he's a discrepancy patient, and he's telling you this. So this goes for all you stature patients, all you discrepancy patients, all you deformity patients out there. Physical therapy, how important it is, and why he's hungry to get back to his normal activity by summer. By July 4th, Matthew, we're going to have you, like, around that time, I plan to have you back on. Seriously, man. Like, I want to see your yeah. progress. I'm going to actually, I'm going to walk on July 4th. I want to, I'm going to position my camera where I yeah. can walk a distance. Or actually, I'll send a video to you, okay. like, around that time of me yeah, walking perfect. as clean and perfect as I can. And you can post and say, you can say, this is uh, a week that's, um, a month and a half after the distraction period. Yeah. So I can't wait. Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, yeah, but we'll get to that later. Then we'll get we will. To that. We will. I can't wait for that that time. Seriously, because I have a second, you know, a section where I post patient videos and stuff like that. That's incredible. Um, question for you. Oh, yeah, it's here on the screen from Parth. He's asking, did you ever consider the HSS and Dr. Rosberg for the surgery? Uh, or Dr. Taylor Reef? He's up there as well. Wondering how you decided on your hospital and your surgeon. That's a good question. Great question. So I'll be honest. I don't know um, HSS and Dr. Rosberg. Is that how you pronounce it? Rosbrook. Yeah, you, you're not familiar with yeah. them. Yeah. So okay. I don't know who they are. I'm sure they're great surgeons. Yeah. And um, so thank God all I already had a surgeon for this because I had scoliosis. Hmm. And I visited them every six months so they could track the curvature in my spine to see if it, to make sure it wasn't getting horrific. Yeah, where they would have to because it can get bad very quickly for some people. So Absolutely. I constantly visit the doctor, mm-hmm. and um, I had that same surgeon actually corrects leg length discrepancies. Wow. So I had I hit the jackpot. I didn't have to search for people. Honestly, I would have never even thought about this if I didn't have that surgeon. So wow. I'm very blessed to have, and he's a skilled guy. He's not like yeah. new. He's like. He's got the tens of thousands of hours that you want in the surgeon to back up his uh, reputation and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I think that what people are forgetting is that a lot of the surgeons that we don't know about that I haven't mentioned, it's because they haven't, they don't necessarily do stature lengthening, cosmetic stature lengthening. But these guys are doing limb length discrepancy, deformity corrections. There are a lot of advanced orthopedic surgeons out there doing what, you know, your favorite surgeons are doing. It's just they don't do cosmetic stature lengthening. So, um, yeah, that hospital that he mentioned, actually, there's another patient who got 
it done, I think, there and is doing very well. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of good surgeons out there, and I plan to hopefully cover them one day. So, incredible. I think, uh, I think that we got all the questions here. Wow. So, um, yeah, man, I know you said your, your outro before. Um, is there anything else you would like to say before you go? I mean, like, I've enjoyed this hour and 12 minutes so much. I didn't even realize it's been that long. It's incredible. Like you are so, I, I say, I, I can't, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. But if there's anything you want to say to your fans, because I know you're going to have a lot of leg length discrepancy fans. Um, is there <laughs> any contacts that you want to like kind of drop? I can put below the video if like people want to reach out to you, anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you don't mind, Victor, you could drop that email down where to uh, contact me. Okay. And, um, but yeah, like just to finish everything off, I would say the key thing is to just have, like I said, I said this a billion times in this interview, just have, try to really, really, um, be the best you can be. Really, the best you can be. If there are areas in your life that you know you would need fixing for the surgery, whatever it is, physically, mentally, emotionally, try your best to have this done because this is like, this is like the biggest challenge I've had in my life. And I know for some people, this might sound like nothing crazy and you're more interested in the technical things. And I understand because I am just as much as you guys, if not more. But I will say with absolute confidence that the thing that pulled me through this all was my attitude and just the way I looked at it. Because if I didn't have the, um, the attitude and just the mental fortitude to go through this, I would have fell flat on my face and this would have been an absolute disaster. So I'm very proud of, um, really I'm just so happy for myself and you guys will be so happy for yourself if you decide to, you know, to just push through and to just do this and try to, because this is going to do, this is going to, I think if you really think about it and if you really put your mind to this, you're going to get a lot out of this surgery and not just the physical benefits, but the mental benefit and the way, and even in your life, like you're going to learn some things that you never knew about yourself because that's really what hard times show. You know, if you're, if you have a sunshine, rainbows, candy, lollipops all the time, like that's not going to get you anywhere. But if you have some times where you don't get what you want and the unexpected turns to be the reality, you're going to, um, it's all, it all comes down to how you view it. So, and it all comes down to the way you cope with it. And if you can get that down, this surgery will be absolutely doable and it will be the most enjoyable thing you've probably ever experienced in your life. Matthew, I, I don't know how to add to that. Like, I can't even outro because I can't top that at all. I think you're going to be a motivational speaker, seriously. Like, you've motivated me. <laughs> You know, like, I, I can't believe this. This guy was, we all knew it. We all knew it. give it up, give it up for Matthew. Like, seriously, man, that was incredible. Holy <laughs> seriously, man, I am so impressed with you. Oh man. But anyway, uh, yeah. So we're going to have you back on the channel, um, for more round tables, um, to add your value. Like this is literally one of the best interviews that I've ever done. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm saying that publicly on the air right now, like you are so bright, so wise, so well-spoken. It's just like incredible. All the advice that you just given to all limiting patients everywhere, stature, cosmetic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Victor. Really. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And if you ever need any help with bodybuilding, I got you. Just hit me up. I'll give you any work. Yeah. You I, need. <laughs> yeah, man, you, you've got the years under your belt. And I've seen your physique. It's, it's something that 
most people would call not natty. Yeah, believe me, I've gotten that. I've gotten a lot of that. Oh, of course, of course you have. <laughs> I could tell. If, if, if I didn't know as much as I know now, I would have called you a fake, like a right. fake natural or whatever. But I know you're not. I really know you're not. No, no, I don't even have the energy to do that stuff. It's like it takes a lot of you. But anyway, yeah. Matthew, it was incredible. We're gonna have you back on the channel. Um, I wish you the best on you know in the next couple of weeks as you start to walk. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. And everybody, you thank you for tuning in to episode 38 of Limiting Live. And until next time, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life and Matthew the Wise signing out. See you guys next time. Thank you. Peace.